is Rashawn Foster. I also go by the moniker Sun. I'm 54 years old, and my occupation, professional butterfly, which means I have had a very nonlinear vocational path. As of this year, 2022, I am on my 30th job. The title that I wear uh, from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, is case manager. And I also uh, wear two other hats, cultural arts organizer and community emissary in Detroit's legendary North End community. So living in solitude to of uh, self-reflection, going into that inner depths of your soul to rediscover um, and reclaim oneself. You know, a lot of people, um, when you're experiencing what people call depression, I choose to reframe it and it is going into that womb state uh, to regenerate and to refresh. Uh, the world gets really, really busy. And I think sometimes what people call depression is really just f chronic fatigue is part of it too, right? Um, and I think that when you are dealing with whether it's childhood trauma or workplace trauma or you know, a death in the family or foreclosure or whatever, it's important to step back and reevaluate, reassess what you need to do and then just to dial down. The world is so busy with getting something done and productivity and I don't like being in that world. The world with the humans. <laughs> the humans are so complicated. <laughs> I wear the human body. Um, the busyness of the world. So something, for example, uh, particularly since the pandemic, like the pandemic actually amplified or magnified everything that was going awry and chaotic in the quote-unquote system. Um, and people were very, um, you know, to be forced to be quarantined or to be forced to be inside and not be, you know, sociable with other people. People would go get mad and angry. And I was like, oh, welcome to my world. <laughs> it's calm and quiet where I am, you know. Um, being, for me, being out in crowds tends to be, um, it's overstimulating. It's sensory overload. So while everybody is excited about the lights and the cameras and the music and dancing, for me it is um, it's fun at the moment, but to get there and then the after effects of all that, because literally like even right now as I'm sitting here with you, like I can hear, I'm paying attention to if somebody else is coming in and out, you know, the building. I hear the fan, I'm aware where, where Polo is and, you know, different spatiality. Now, imagine me being out in the world where there's conversations in the entire room 
and I'm like keyed into all of them the door swingings the uh, uh, the comings and goings of people in and out uh, of spaces and the sound um, they come and they converge on me all at one time and I may be able to handle it in the moment but afterwards it's extremely um, it's draining and I don't like that feeling of having to uh, be so tired from having fun. It's not fun for me. So my solitude actually began um, as a kid. I am a single, I was born a single child daughter of a single child daughter. My grandmother gave birth to um, that one daughter. She gave birth to me and I gave birth to one daughter. And so uh, and then all of us are single women. So being um, single, being alone, or I choose to say all one, um, I would always find things for me to do. So it was always playing with my words, playing with um, word puzzles and making word puzzles. So the words and books were very, very comforting to me. My journals, uh, I have them in storage now but I have probably 60 to 70 journals that I've kept. Um, see, this is 2022, so probably since 1989, definitely since 1990. Um, but I also have books from, like I have my very first ABC's 123 book from my grandmother. Uh, so the books, whether I'm reading them or whether they're just around me, I always feel like there's a reference there's always a good word for me to find. Um, so I definitely do not so much reading, but I'll thumb through or scan. And uh, there's this thing called um, bibliomancy, right? When you're looking for, um, I don't know, it's kind of like some, it's a divination with books. So a lot of people will do it with the Bible. And you ask a question, uh, what am I to do today? What is my word for today? You're looking for a particular answer to a particular problem. You put your hand on the books. You hold the book in your hands. And then you just let the pages fall over. And you put your hand on a, page, uh, a phrase and then you read it. And then you determine um, what does that mean to you. And so. I'll do that and then I'll start to journal about it. And journaling, writing is my psychotropic. So I've been, uh, you know, in different types of therapies. Uh, but I would definitely say books and journals are the things that help me to uh, calm my mind for sure. And it helps me to see my thoughts. Like I can write everything in my journal and then go about my day knowing that I have taken something that was a problem and rested it somewhere. I don't have to keep holding on to it. Um, the journals also like, um, like cameras catch a moment in time. Journals allow you to catch a thought in a moment in time and then you get a chance to like put it away, go back and look at it again and reflect on that and say, see if you've graduated 
from that moment or that thought. Sometimes you will re see yourself writing the same thing over and over again. Um, there's something to that. So usually the things that I write are like stream of consciousness writing. Um, whatever's in my head, I just pull it out. Um, I'm a writer by trade too because I was, um, I started writing poetry to prove to myself that I could write and then perform. So there was that phase of my life, the spoken word. You know, you, there's this phrase, you know, you feel the weight of the world. So it is a, like walking through molasses or something. I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's just a very low, sloth-like movement and feeling. You just want to like dial down and go to sleep. And so for me, writing and jigsaw puzzles, word puzzles, um, actually a lot of times cleaning the house if it's just one little corner of the house or apartment or something just doing the one little thing and it's about movement right like moving the pen across the paper is still movement and there's this um, uh, cognitive the cognition of it the, the changing of the brain changing the neural pathways from in one aspect, feeling stuck, feeling um, whatever the emotion or mood, uh, shame, guilt, grief, they all live on a lower spectrum, if you will, or of, of the vibration or the energy levels. Writing for me is like um, the pen moving across the page is like flying in through the air, like swinging to me. Um, and so that's how I know uh, there's a feeling of freedom. There's that lightness that comes up out of that. And yeah, it's just the, the brain going, okay, we about to do something else, y'all come on. <laughs> Get out the fuck, go find something else to do. And that finding something else to do is usually I would grab my pen and unfortunately, I don't know how I have to figure out how I'm going to do this, but I just moved over here three months ago. And I'm accustomed to writing on the walls. <laughs> I missed my walls over on King Street, so uh, I'm going to have to figure that out. I guess I may end up painting or doing some collage work and uh, maybe even taking some of my journals and doing some collage work. I did that once. There was a... Um, People call me an artist, and I don't know what kind of artist I am. Uh, I don't, I know how to paint, but I don't paint. I know how to draw and sketch, but I don't do that. I write. Uh, but there is like this other urge for me to like pull stuff together. Um, I have found that the benefits of unplugging, um, and I'll say this, about me, but I've also seen other people uh, who may consider themselves introverts in an extroverted situation. Um, there's different levels of unplugging. There's rest and relaxation, and then there's sleep <laughs> to restore. Um, to rest is 
to chill. Um, to relax is to lean back and chill. You know, people like just yesterday, um, you know, feeling like no energy and feeling whatever kind of way I was in the mood and was told, well then go outside and go, you know, go downtown and do X, Y, and Z. Like, no, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to just be. And it's okay to just be because you get a chance to check in to see um, how your body feels. If you're constantly running, running, running all the time or constantly moving, you don't realize like, oh, your posture, you're slumped over. You need to pull up. You need to, you know, do that body scan that they always talk about, you know. We're sleep deprived in this country. And we're always on you know if we're not on social media we're on the phones we're researching something or maybe that's just me i'm always researching something i literally use my smartphone for smart shit <laughs> it just really i i don't know any other way to say that sleep deprivation you need to really really slow down and rest there's a lot of memory loss um, there's a lot of fatigue, uh, there's a lot of mistakes, uh, there's a lot of people who are self-medicating because they're trying to keep up with the society, and um, I'm all for like something similar to um, the sister who's doing the NAP ministry down in Atlanta. Um, I would love to meet her. There's a lot to be said for uh, being still. That uh, that idea of being still and resting, particularly for us melanated people. Um, you know, I can't even, you know, we hear the stories about the treachery that happened, um, you know, when we were uh, enslaved. But we still, even after that, we never got a chance to just fucking sit down and rest because <laughs> we had to try to, you know, make up for everything else that we lost or, or trying to get back and level up and things like that. But, you know, when I talk to my clients, too, you know, and they're calling, they're upset and crying, I just tell them, okay, look, we're just going to take a second to breathe right now. It's all about taking a second to breathe and deep breaths, what they call the diaphragm, diaphragmatic breaths, like. Look up, look up, boy, I got my blessing.